calling out to the Atascacita community. It's time for your Atascacita Library advanced copy. Get your notes and news now. Hello, Atascacita community. It's a new year here on January 9th, 2021. In this episode of Advanced Copy, we're going to talk about the year of the library, what the difference is with various diet options like vegan and vegetarian, and some upcoming programs. 100 years ago, the front page of the Washington, D.C., The Evening Star spoke of the inauguration on March 4th of Warren Harding and the simple ceremony instead of the pomp and circumstance in the Senate chamber party. In another article of that paper, Harding also wasn't having anything to do with the alligator hunting on his river trip. To quote, There may be some shooting on the Florida trip, but it won't be at alligators in a straitjacket. Hmm. Curious about what else was in the news in the past? You can access the Evening Star and many more newspapers through the Library of Congress, as well as HCPL databases like Newspaper Source Plus. Harris County Public Library will also be sharing its own history with a digital archive to celebrate 100 years of Harris County Public Library. So many of our branches started out in post offices and even homes. Now we are 26 branches across the enormity of Harris County. That's not the only thing we're celebrating this year. Atascacita turns 25. That's right, the branch is growing with the community with plans for an expansion to start this year. Our podcast will keep you up to date on any latest developments for the branch's new meeting room. It's the year of the first full-length silent comedy drama, The Kid. The year of Warren G. Harding sworn in as president and a formal end to World War I. Home improvement store Lowe's and restaurant White Castle began this year, and so did Harris County Public Library. 1921. In this, our centennial year, we will celebrate with you the library's history, the history of Harris County, and our stories as a community. Visit our website and social media for a year-long celebration. Hi, I'm Miss Darla. Veganuary is upon us and I get a lot of questions about the difference between veganism, plant-based diets, and vegetarianism. Before we tackle our definitions, let me say that I am not gatekeeping. So your definitions and your mileage may vary. So first we're gonna talk about definitions. Veganism has been around for a long time. It's embedded in a lot of cultures actually. So veganism is the idea that no animal products are used at all. In terms of food, there's no, you don't eat meat, eggs, honey, milk, anything that comes from an animal. In addition, you also don't wear leather. Anything that's an animal product, you do not use. Vegetarianism, is the idea that you don't eat meat, but vegetarians also consume dairy, eggs, and honey. One of the newcomers on the scene, which has actually been around for a while, but is kind of a new form, is called the plant-based diet. Plant-based is a health-based vegan diet with really no lifestyle components. Now, like I said, your mileage may vary, but plant-based diet is essentially just the same as a vegan diet. You're not eating meat, You're not eating honey, eggs, milk, not eating anything like that, but there's no animal rights component. Veganism is essentially an animal rights movement. 
whereas plant-based diet is more about lifestyle, is strictly about lifestyle and health. Like I said, there are vegans who are involved in animal rights and do this also for their health. So, like I said, it's somewhat amorphous terms. One of the most famous plant-based celebrities is Beyonce. On her last tour, she embraced uh, the green print, which is a 22-day vegan diet. And in 2019, she went strictly plant-based. She does, at this moment, still wear leather. So she is more plant-based than actually vegan. She's doing it for her health and not necessarily for animal rights. So myths about veganism, vegetarianism, and plant-based diets. When I started, I actually started on a plant-based diet and moved more towards veganism. But I never knew how many people were concerned about my B12 levels and intake of protein. People ask you about it all the time. Oh, how do you get protein? There's lots of sources of protein other than meat. Beans, nuts, a lot of fruits and vegetables contain protein. So as long as you are careful and watch your B12 levels, take B12 supplements, a lot of things that are in a vegan diet, like nutritional yeast, also known as nooch. If you embrace that diet, you're going to eat a lot of nooch. But nutritional yeast has a large amount of B12 in it. So as I always say, if you're concerned about this, talk to your doctor. But yes, I always get asked, oh, how are you doing on your nutrients? No one ever asked me that when I was eating meat. (laughs) The angry vegan. A lot of people have this whole idea that that vegans are out there like, oh, we're going to burn down your meat plants. Most vegans are not like that. I think in general, we get angry when things like, when people are constantly, not necessarily harassing us, but constantly haranguing us about different things. Like, like say, where do you get your B12? You know, just if someone comes out to you as vegan or vegetarian or or plant-based, you know, that you assume that they are doing the best for their own health. Don't assume that they're they're just eating food that is not nutritious. I also get angry when I'm in an event and there's a special food just for vegans and all the people like pizza especially, uh, people will get like three slices of pepperoni and one slice of vegan pizza. You know, leave that for the vegans. We get so little. But um and also the skinny vegan. I am not a skinny vegan. (laughs) There is a whole lot of vegan junk food out there. So yes, the whole skinny vegan thing. There are skinny vegans, but there are also, and there's skinny vegetarians and skinny plant-based diet people. But in general, yeah, we are like the general population. We, there there are those of us who are large. There are those of us who are skinny. I, you know, have struggled with my love of, uh, fake chicken nuggets and corn dogs and fake bacon and all that kind of lovely stuff, which they have duplicates. They even have a fake cod that's a lot like uh, fish and chips. So yeah. Resources. So now we're getting to the resource part. If you decide to try a vegan diet or a vegetarian diet, we have a lot of stuff at Harris County Public Library for you. One of the books that got me started was The Starch Solution by Dr. John McDougall. Dr. John McDougall has been using a vegan diet, a pretty strict vegan diet to combat heart disease, all kinds of different conditions. And The Starch Solution is a book basically laying out his plan. It is considered more of a plant-based diet because it really doesn't talk anything about animal rights. It just talks about nutrition. Beyonce used the Green Print series by Marco Borges. And that series has been very, very popular just because of her endorsement. 
Also on Flipster, we have Vegan News, which is a wonderful magazine that talks about the actual vegan lifestyle. It profiles different people who are vegan and restaurants and has some really, really, really yummy recipes. I just, I get hungry looking at it. In terms of cookbooks, we have ebooks and physical books. Thug Kitchen is one of my favorite series. Thug Kitchen series has a lot of comfort food made vegan style. And they also don't use a lot of unusual ingredients. Sometimes you get cookbooks and it's like, oh, these are spices you have to order online. The Thug Kitchen series is basically your good old fashioned comfort food, street food, things that you would actually eat. So I highly recommend that. If you look at our catalog, we have 293 results for vegetarian books and over 400 for vegan books, which are mostly cookbooks. So there's lots of resources out there on hcpl.net for you. So check that out. So I mentioned Veganuary at the very beginning. Veganuary is basically started by the Vegan Society in Great Britain. And people take a vow to go vegan for the month of January. They have a lot of resources online, and we also have resources here. But they, they vow to go vegan for the month, and then a lot of people continue that diet, including one of my favorite artists, Weird Al Yankovic. And to quote him, if you've been thinking about trying a vegan diet and you love the month of January, then how on God's green earth could you possibly resist a ridiculous portmanteau like Veganuary? Happy Veganuary, everyone. Did you make a New Year resolution? According to History.com, the ancient Babylonians are said to have been the first people to make New Year's resolutions some 4,000 years ago. During a massive religious festival, they crowned a new king or reaffirmed their loyalty to the reigning king. They also made promises to the gods to pay their debts and return any objects they had borrowed. Depending on the promise, modern resolutions typically don't have the same repercussions the ancient Babylonians did. Breaking a promise to their gods was probably a really bad idea. I typically don't make resolutions. Still, one of the ones that I do try to follow through is actually through Goodreads, and they have the yearly reading challenge. And typically I read it. Last year, I didn't. I challenged myself to read 75 books, and I made it to 63. This year, I'm bringing my numbers down a little bit. I am challenging myself to read 72, which doesn't seem like I brought it down too far. But what I'm going to do this year is I'm going to read some books for middle grade readers and younger readers, the Blue Bonnet books. The master list has come out for 2021-2022 school year, and the Harris County Public Library carries many of these titles. Please put a request on them. Your kids will enjoy them. These are books picked by librarians and teachers across Texas. So the first one I'm reading right now is Words on Fire by Jennifer A. Nielsen, and I've only gone halfway through it. It's a very interesting read, a young protagonist. She's 12, I believe. It's based in Lithuania during Russian occupation. So reading challenges can be fun. There are the Goodread challenges, of course, and any challenges you might have amongst your friends. Or you can participate with our Lit Chat group, PJ and Bonnie have a discussion that they record and present online. And we have one coming up this Thursday that we will post. And they discuss the book club book. 
If you'd like more information about that, you can find it on our events calendar. Lit Chat is the second Thursday of each month. And here's a little snippet from the Lit Chat we're going to be posting next week. Welcome guys to another session, our first session of 2021, Lit Chat. Today we will be talking about the book, The Only Woman in the Room by Marie Benedict. And as always, I am PJ and... I am Bonnie. And Bonnie, I think you know how I always start this off with, what did you think of the book? It was interesting. There was a lot of it that I kept saying, why is this a fiction book? <laughs> why is this fiction? And I actually got my husband to read it, which oh, is nice. very unusual. Um, nice. But uh, when I was talking about it, he said, oh, I'll just read it. So I quit talking about it. And we talked a little about it afterwards. And he just Googled Hedy Lamar and said, you know, 80% of this book is real. <laughs> he said, it's not fiction. And I'm like, well, PJ and I kind of talked about that a little, about why this is fiction and not yeah. uh, nonfiction. And... Uh, it's because, you said it's because it's the author's idea of what happened. And well, not necessarily the actual historical. It's not, it's not Hetty's words, it's the author's words. Yes, it did, you know, <clears throat> what the author outlines as what happened in Hetty Lamar's life did. Um, I think that it's fiction because of the fact that the author voices Hedy Lamar, and um, you know, they're not coming directly from her diary, so therefore, you know, the author must have taken some liberty in trying to figure out how Hedy Lamar was feeling about certain things. Um, right. And I think, you know, I, I think that for the most part, I think she did try to, I think she did a good job of capturing some stuff. Um, like, like I said, I don't know how much research went into this. She did a good job of... I was going to say, quite, there had to been quite a bit of research to get as much of the yes. true stuff in there. But I don't know how much research in terms of if she had a diary that she was reading. Because diaries can express emotions. Whereas, you know, you could look up Wikipedia and it'll tell you that she did all these amazing things, but it's not going to tell her, her your, it's not going to tell you her emotions or her thought process. And so I thought that the author well, did a good job in that sense. And as you know, we discussed these things on and off while we're, we're reading. But part of my thought was really how much of the personal interactions she had with people were real and how much of them were made up. It's time for your news on some upcoming programs. Tell Me a Tale Tuesday. On January 19th, we have an early elementary age story time ready for your kids right after school. These story times also have crafts tied to the theme, which are given out via curbside starting the Thursday before the program. Be sure to register at hcpl.net through the events calendar since this story time is live through Microsoft Teams and you'll need a link to attend. Virtual Tales for Tots. 
Be sure to gather up your little ones around the computer to visit with Miss Julie as she reads stories, creates crafts, and gets your two or three-year-old up and moving with songs. Register online to get a Teams link for Tales for Tots presented on January 20th at 10 a.m. The Book Habit On January 25th at 4, the Book Habit group for ages 8 to 12 will be discussing The Incredibly Dead Pets of Rex Dexter by Aaron Reynolds on Microsoft Teams. Registration online has already opened and you'll want to do that first. Once you register, use our curbside services to come and check out a copy of the book and pick up your craft kit. On the day of the program, you will receive a Microsoft Teams link to the meeting at the registered email address. Craft Club is online. The how-to video tutorial to Makeover Composition Book will premiere January 19th at 5 p.m. on our Facebook page. Some supplies will be provided by the library, but are limited. The kits will be available to pick up curbside beginning on Tuesday, January 19th. To pick up a supply kit, let the staff member know you are here to pick up supplies for Craft Club. Here's the list of supplies included in the kits in case you miss picking one up. There's a composition book, decorative paper, ribbon, decoupage glue, something like Mod Podge. Thanks for joining us for Advanced Copy, the first episode of 2021. In the next episode, we're going to discuss a little bit more about the Harris County Public Library Centennial Celebration. It is going to be a year-long event. We'll also talk about Atascacita's own 25th anniversary, and we've got a lot of things planned for that as well. Have a great day. You've been listening to Atascacita Library Advanced Copy. Find information on media used and resources mentioned on our podcast webpage. This podcast is produced by the staff of Atascacita Branch Library, a part of the Harris County Public Library System. Funds for the podcast are provided by a grant from Best Buy through the Friends of Atascacita Library. Find out more about this 501c3 organization at fol.ws. That's F-O-A-L dot W-S.